Hey, Roddy, you look McElroy from Mets Performance Consultant. Three, two, one. Hey, Roddy, you look McElroy from Mets Performance Consulting. Welcome back to another episode of the Physiology Secrets Podcast. Join again with Nick Jankoskis. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about our carb periodization. Apologies for the, uh, the stuffed up intro. This is our third podcast on, on the fly and I've said it too many times. So um, we had a question come through in relation to a podcast we released the other week about faster training for athletes. And it came from Caleb Noonan, who is a young gun triathlete. Keep an eye out for him on the pro circuit in a couple of years. Um, and he just asked, what is our opinion on fueling for the work required as opposed to you know keto diets versus carbohydrate loading and all the rest just purely what is our opinion on fueling for the work required so uh it sparked a bit of a discussion between nick and myself about carb periodization nick you just want to give us a quick overview of what carb periodization is and then we'll sort of break that down into a bit more detail yeah so pretty pretty much carb periodization is like like you would do any sort of periodization with your training. Like we plan for blocks of base, or we plan for blocks of a build phase, specific prep tapers, things like that. Carb periodization basically follows a very similar strategy. We just look at where, where in our training cycle are we going to be doing high intensity work? And if you've listened to some of the other podcasts we've done on fuel utilization and fat versus carb and different strategies there, we've talked a lot about if you want to do high intensity work, we need carbohydrates to be able to perform optimally. Um, so, it's looking at where in your training cycle, training year, training plan overall, are you going to be having those periods of high intensity work? So where are you racing? Um, where are you going to be doing your bulk of your really heavy, hard, high intensity sessions? Um, whether, whether that be your really hard threshold type sessions or, or are you going to be focusing a lot on VO2 max type intervals? Whatever that may be, they're going to require high carbohydrate demand. So in those periods, we want to be fueling up pretty well from a carbohydrate perspective. But if we're looking at a different period of maybe lesser intensity as a focus or a period like now, for example, is a good time where athletes aren't really racing. Maybe you're doing some virtual racing. That might be a bit different, but if you're not racing at the moment, we are doing some high intensity, but we're doing it as a maintenance aspect. We're looking at just trying to maintain as much of our physiological adaptation and aerobic performance as we can so that when we get back into a more normal period of training for races, et cetera, we can, we can start to work from there. But it's the, it's the type of thing that if we, aren't really doing a lot now, is there a real demand for high amount of carbohydrates? Potentially not. And for some people, maybe using a, a bit more of a low carb approach might be beneficial. So all we're doing here is just looking at the training cycle, the training plan and going, well, what type, what type of sessions am I doing? Am I doing racing? Am I going to need carbs for those to be able to perform optimally? Yes or no. And then we can decide, okay, what might be a better strategy for some of the other things we're going towards? And we can start to talk about body composition and, and mate maintaining body weight or, or dropping a bit of body weight or we can talk about uh, it, maybe it's just a, a change in, in your diet that we're not focused on I can only eat this this and this it's well in these periods I'm just going to focus on just eating really I guess cleanly or I'm going to focus on all right I'm building a lot of carbs in because I'm doing some high intensity work it, it's not locking you down to one aspect you can start to pull some benefits from both both sides of the spectrum so it's just planning what you're eating really very simply yeah and look i think i personally i'm a big fan of it if, if used in the correct manner like it makes sense to just to fuel for the requirements that you have so um you know if you have a a high intensity session as we said before you need carbohydrates before we go into that i guess i'll just give a quick overview of of, of the fuels that we, we can use and, and sort of the rough proportions that we have in our body so we've obviously got uh, we've got creatine phosphate which is a chemical fuel you're going to run out of that in 10 seconds so don't worry about that for endurance athletes 
uh, we've got carbohydrate, fat, and protein. All right. So carbohydrate, we've got about two thousand. Most people about two thousand calories worth. So it's going to be going to be about two hours worth of of reasonably high intensity activity. So two hours worth of carbohydrates. Fat, we've got about a, a lean seventy kilo male. So about one hundred thousand calories stored of fat in the body. So that's going to be enough for a couple of weeks, or one hundred and fifty hours roughly. I think on the rough maths of, of, of sub max intensity, you know, one hundred and fifty hours worth, plenty of fat. Almost you could almost say an infinite number of fat stores. And protein, which we wouldn't really use under normal circumstances, but if we, if we starve ourselves and completely run out of the rest, then we'll start to use that and break down the muscles and all the rest. But, but um, basically, we have two hours worth of carbs and about 150 hours worth of fat, right? So just thinking about that, well, we're never going to need to really, for the purpose of performance benefit, we're not going to have to increase our fat intake. We've already got plenty of it. Whereas we, we may need to increase our carbohydrate intake if we're going prolonged intensity, sorry, high intensity for a prolonged period above two hours, then it makes sense to increase your carbohydrate usage. So that's some, some rough numbers. Now, um, as I said before, we know that as exercise intensity increases, so the higher the intensity, the more carbohydrate you'll use, the lower the intensity, the more fat you'll use. So if you're going out for a, an hour, two hour, even a three hour, really like slow, low intensity run, ride, whatever it is, then, you know, your, your baseline of, of, of about two hours worth of carbs is going to be plenty to get you to a low intensity session because you're going to be using predominantly fat anyway. Even a four hour session would probably be fine there. So, um, so it makes sense that if you are doing a two, three, or four hour zone two and keep making sure it stays in zone two for the whole duration, then we, we're not going to be running out of your baseline carbohydrate levels. Then, yeah, you don't need to carbohydrate load for that training session because you're going to have plenty in there. Um, if you're talking about a race where you obviously increase the intensity, you'll start to burn more carbohydrates. You need more carbohydrates to begin with. Uh, if you're talking about a prolonged event where it's like six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours, even if you're using predominantly fat, you're eventually going to run out of carbohydrates. So it would be beneficial to have some more carbohydrates in the leader. Um, as you said, now everyone's in maintenance mode. So yeah, you, you're right. People actually, to be fair, some people are training more because they have more time to do it. But yeah. a lot of people are doing like myself. I'm doing a whole lot less than I than I would be doing because there's no races on the horizon. So uh, if you're doing significantly less training, then you're going to be using. You're going to need significantly less carbohydrates. And then just purely from a body composition standpoint, if you eat carbohydrates and you don't use them, they're going to get stored as fat anyway, and that's going to increase your fat mass. And then um that's going to play with your power to weight ratio your general body composition and, and that sort of stuff as well and then there's nothing worse than you know all right racing is back on in four months time and i'm six kilos overweight and it takes a long yeah. time to to lose that because that's when that's the worst time to lose weight in a sense because you don't want to starve yourself you want to have plenty of energy like, yes you generally will lose weight just purely because you can't physically eat enough compared to what you're expending but Racing seasons when you want to maintain a stable weight, really, you don't want to be in a deficit. You want to have plenty of energy so you can perform to the best of your ability. So right now, if you're in a maintenance mode, it's probably the best time to cut weight and actually, yeah, reduce your carbohydrates, but increase your protein. Protein can't get turned to fat. Right? Fat can obviously get turned to fat and carbohydrate can get stored as fat as well. But protein, you just urinate out what you don't use. And I did a podcast on this the other day. Go back and, re- and listen to it because you don't want to have too much protein or you stress your kidneys out and all the rest. So it's a bit of a balancing act. But, but I guess what I'm saying is, as a general rule, I'm a big fan of, of, of fueling for what you need. Um, my opinion is that you're never going to need to fat load because you've already got plenty, 150 hours plus worth of fat. Um, but there are circumstances, races, prolonged, Effort, so on and so forth, where you will carbohydrate load because you only have a two hour baseline. If you can get that to a two and a half hour base, that's going to be beneficial for performance. Um, uh, and then, from a training perspective, yes, if you have an inter- if you're just doing a full week of just zone two, then I wouldn't worry about upping your carbohydrate intake. I wouldn't go to low carb, you're still using it, but I'd just maintain a normal sort of diet. Um, uh, 
and we know with carbohydrate loading that that the, the old style do it for a week is not really that necessary. You get the most benefit in the 48 hours leading up to it. So you know, if you do have, let's say, I don't know, Monday to Friday, you're just doing 45 minute sessions to an hour, even if it's high intensity and you're still just eating a normal carbohydrate diet, that's plenty. You've still got that two hour baseline, right? That's plenty of carbs for that session, but then you're going to go do a six hour session on the weekend. Well, that's fine. Um, either increase your intake or if you're doing, as, as I said in the podcast earlier, if you're currently doing 50% carbs, 25% fat, 25% protein, and then drop some of the protein, drop some of the fat and do 80% carbs, yep. 10% fat, 10% protein. It's the same amount of calories. You're just changing or shifting the portion of the food that you're eating um, just based on the demands of the activity. So um, I'll throw it back over to you in a second if you add anything. But, but, but my summary of it is, Absolutely do it. Yeah. Do it for the sake of, of body composition and trying to maintain a lean body mass. Um, uh, I don't like doing it for the sake of let's deplete our carbohydrate stores because we might get some benefit from that. Like, I think, I think you want to have a baseline um, and then you just want to increase your carbs when you need more high, like several high intensity sessions in a row or prolonged period. And you can decrease it when you're, when you're doing, when you're only training once or twice a week instead of six or seven, because you're in maintenance mode, then, then decrease your carbs they increase your protein because that's going to be good for your body composition. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's the key. It's we, we don't necessarily want to be forcefully depleting carbohydrates. Like it, it, it's beneficial potentially in some circumstances to be using more fat as a fuel, and there, there is certain ways that we can we can do that. But if it's at the detriment of you know, like using being able to then use carbs, um, we're, we're going to be diminishing performance or, or limiting performance anyway. Um, is what we see what we've seen in the research and and the other way you want to go as well is you want to be careful about when you time this because if you do decide like like you said if you do decide to go a bit of that sort of low carb approach and maybe it is for a, a weight management perspective um in a certain period but then we're coming back into we start coming back into racing you want to start getting that ball rolling from a usage of carbs reasonably early on because if you're leaving it to last minute and i've got some notes from some research in front of me of doing a periodized strategy of chronic low carb, high fat. So being that low carb athlete for majority of the time and then doing a, a very short carbohydrate loading program of only sort of 24 hours, maybe if you tried 48, it might give a slightly different result, but 24 hours of carb loading after pretty much minimal carbs in the entire lead up to that, to that event significantly impairs performance. Um, it's a, it provides a really big sort of, limiting aspect of, of performance and we're talking here the specific study I'm referring to is 10k race walkers um i like the fact that a lot of some of these studies that come out of the ais on nutrition are um to do with race walkers in particular because when we compare um race walking versus say running obviously runners are going to be working at a higher pace or higher, higher intensity they're able to hold a higher intensity because the walkers are limited by a technique aspect potentially um, that, that limits the percentage of aerotomax max they can hold over their race, etc. Um, if we're getting impairment to race walking performance, then we're we're likely getting um, a significantly more impaired performance for for a runner. So, re- really, overall, it's it's a type of thing that you just want to be careful with the timing of it. There is benefits here and there, but we then have to consider when you are coming back into a racing period, don't just then dump all the carbs in it last minute. It's that's probably going to be worse than if you just slowly progress them back in or if you just didn't even bother about it at all. So um, just got to be mindful of the timing. It's probably a key, key one to add. Yeah. And I think um, with that, and again, uh, this comes to a podcast, it'll be probably 
last week, if you're listening to it now, um, about is carbohydrate loading still a, a, the recommended practice. And you got to remember that if you have one gram of carbohydrate, you're going to get th- four grams of water, I think is, is right. So you, have, you smash in 200 grams of carbs in a day and you're going to retain 800 grams of, of water weight. Mm. You feel bloated and sick and all the rest. So yeah, I definitely agree that, that if you're going to take a lower carb approach, then you want to sort of gradually build that back up so you don't feel rubbish and sluggish and, yep. and, and, and heavy. Um, and also on that, if, you, if you're going to uh, reduce your carbohydrate intake, which you know, it's fair enough if you're reducing your, your workload quite a lot at the moment, the key is after a depleting session, whether that be a, you know, an hour of intervals or whether that be a, a four-hour long ride, uh, that timing, that 15-minute super compensation window post-exercise where your body is searching and active, actively searching for carbohydrate, that's when you want to get those, those carbs in. Because even if you only get, you know, let's say you get... Um, uh, if you get the recommended sort of one gram, one to one, one, one to 1.5 grams in. So let's say, you know, you're 50 kilos, you know, let's say 70 kilos, you get 70 grams of carbs in just with that two gels or, or whatever it is within that 15 minute window after exercise, you're going to use all of it. You're going to, you're going to, your muscles are going to store all of it as opposed to if you then delayed it by three hours where we know that it takes uh, twice as long, if not more, two to three times longer to, to get back to, to normal resting glycogen levels. So um, if you are going to, to reduce your carbohydrate intake, that's fine, but don't do it at the detriment of recovery post-session. Make sure you still get that in straight after the session. So uh, is there anything else you want to add to, to this conversation or should we wrap up? Um, oh, probably just like making sure when you are getting carbs in, you're getting them from the right, the right sources and, and not just get, using it as an excuse to, to eat bad stuff um it is probably the other big big sort of takeout it's just like it's some some of the i guess anecdotal evidence that we see with improved performance by not using carbs has typically been as a result of either body weight reduction that's helped economy or it's been as a result of just cutting out stuff of the diet that just didn't need to be there in the first place um so just making sure that when you when you are getting sources of fuel in we're getting clean high quality source of fuel and what i mean by that is just eating as natural as possible ideally um is probably the is probably the way to go so something to be mindful of it's like just because you're you're going into a period of high carb doesn't mean you can just go smash as as many donuts and ice cream and stuff as you like um it's you've got to you still got to be smart about what you are actually putting into your body to get the most out of that fuel um rather than just just going full in um, some of the other end of the spectrum, if you're going a bit lower carb, you're going a bit more increasing how much fat you're getting in or, or protein, etc. It doesn't mean you have to necessarily sit down and all you're having for dinner is a, a giant steak and that's it. It's well, what, what type of sources am I getting that protein from? Because it's going to give a very different result based on how you get that in. So that's probably something to still be mindful of. I don't think we'll touch on it too much because it's more, I guess, a dietitian nutritionist space, but think about what you're putting in. Um, when you're going for either approach, because it's 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 not necessarily simple as oh well that's got carbs in it so I can eat that. It's you still got to be mindful of well is that a high GI carb or is it a low GI carb and the complexities that work under it. But from a broader perspective, yeah, carbs are still still king for endurance performance. Yeah, and, and I guess again we won't go into too much detail, but but, but yeah, you're right in the sense where you know the old style and it's still somewhat recommended practice, but it, it is shifting towards a, a shorter carbohydrate load. But it used to be just smack. You just need to get seven to ten grams yeah. of carbohydrate in. If that's Gatorade or if it's Coke, whether it's a donut, it didn't really matter. Just get the carbohydrates in. Um, 
Uh, and obviously, if you're doing that, if you're a, a footy player doing that week in, week out, or whatever it is, if you're racing regularly, you can think of the, the calories, the, the, the caloric intake that you're getting is going to, it eventually could um, be detrimental to your body composition and, and, and obviously how you feel. And getting hunger flats because high GI, you get a big insulin spike and then you crash and it's just really, it's not good from a, from a uh, consistent energy level perspective. So, so definitely that. And then time and the place for me, I kind of say, look, you know, um, yeah, obviously you, you want the high quality, uh, lower GI carbohydrates because you feel fuller for longer. That's going to be good for your body composition and all the rest. Um, and then I, I normally give guys a pretty much free reign for that 15 minute post exercise window. Get that's when you want to have your can of coke. You see the Tour de France riders do it. They get to the top of the mountain, can of coke, caffeine tick, uh, and sugar tick. That 15 minute window, you, you kind of have free reign to just get sugar in. And then obviously, yeah, a bit. Either side of that is when, you, and during activity, sorry, during activity, you want high GI, like your sugary stuff, because your body doesn't have the blood supply to break, down. To, yeah. to, to break down the lower GI stuff, and immediately after exercise, but then you know, your breakfast and your lead up and your, and your post meals and all that sort of stuff would be more that higher quality, lower GI carbohydrates, I absolutely agree with. Um, Awesome. I think we'll wrap it up there. So, uh, in summary, we are big fans of, of fueling for the for the the demand required. Um, again, you're never gonna you should never really need to fat load because you've got 150 hours plus worth of it. But there are instances where you would do a a, a shorter carbohydrate load. We are definitely getting towards that one to two day carbohydrate load as opposed to the the old style traditional seven days or seven to ten. Um, uh, right now, people who are in maintenance mode doing 50% of the training load, it's probably a good time to maybe take control of that that potential um, body composition, lose a little bit of, of fat mass potentially. Um, if you maintain the same diet as you always have been, but you're doing half the exercise, you're going to inevitably put on mass, fat mass, uh, which is going to be hard to lose or, or detrimental if you lose it during race season because you don't want to be in that calorie deficit. Uh, if you have back-to-back high-intensity sessions, you would think about just not necessarily increasing carbohydrate intake, but dropping your fat and protein and replacing it with a carbohydrate alternative so you get more carbs. Uh, likewise, if you're doing a really long session, four-plus hours, even if it's zone two, four-plus hours, you'll probably lose that two-hour of base carbohydrates. Uh, so it would be beneficial to, to increase the intake a little bit there. But the key there, as we said before, is straight after within 15 minutes, smash, you know, one to sort of 1.5 grams of carb in. That can be sugary stuff. doesn't matter in, in this circumstance, but then everything else should be pretty high quality foods, just like uh, a healthy diet should should be. So thank you for listening. Any questions, please let us know. Otherwise, I'll speak to you on the next podcast.